I'm the Failing Youth Pastor, and welcome to the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. Welcome to episode 14 of the Failing Youth Pastor Podcast. I'm your host, Travis Berry, a.k.a. The Failing Youth Pastor. And boy, has it been a long time since I have recorded a podcast. <laughs> um, it, it, it's, it's been crazy and it's been busy. Um, and honestly, it's kind of one of those things I just, I, I put it on the back burner and, and it's a lot of work to prepare and edit a, a decent podcast. Um, but I'm back. I'm ready to uh, jump into 2020 and recommit to doing podcasts. My goal is to do podcasts um, at least twice a month and and give you guys and gals who are in ministry a, a little bit of, of content for you to listen to. I've had people share that they wanted more. And unfortunately, I don't think I can commit to that. I just can't commit to giving more. But I'm back for now. And it's not a New Year's resolution or anything like that. It's just something that I really do enjoy podcasting. I like doing it. But as many of you know, I am a father. I am a husband. I am a youth minister. And all of those things, along with my spiritual walk um, and my Lord Jesus Christ, come before doing a podcast. They they come before pretty much anything else. And so that's where I kind of find myself. Uh, this is a hobby for me, but I know for a lot of you, the, the podcast has been beneficial, which is something that I take great pride in. I, I want this to be something that is useful and beneficial and something that you enjoy listening to. So for all of you that have rated and reviewed the podcast, those of you that have listened and enjoyed it, um, those of you that have shared the podcast, thank you so much for doing that. It's it's such a huge blessing to me. And one, one thing you're going to find in the podcasts that are going to come out in the, in the recent or in the near future, rather, is they're going to be less edited. I've found that I was taking so much time in the editing process that it, it became something that I was really wrestling with on whether I could do this. And look, my whole goal is to just share with you guys some of my ideas, to interact with you um, through this medium. And I, I, you know, I, I don't need to make it the best, most polished podcast in the world. It's not going to be that. I can't make it that. I have, uh, I, I get a little weird uh, about my breathing when I hear the breathing on the podcast. Um, I try to take out as many of those as I can, but I'm not even going to worry about that anymore. It, it's part, it's part of the podcast. I am breathing. Okay, deal with it. And I'm kind of a mouth breather especially when I have a little bit of a stuffed nose like I have right now. But enough with the, that, with the weird introduction. I hope that you had a, a Merry Christmas. Hope that you have a great new year. This is episode 14, Youth Ministry, A Calling or a Stepping Stone. So we're going to get into the meat of that question right after 
the sponsor of the day. This episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast is brought to you by Pastoral Outfitters. Pastoral Outfitters has been clothing spiritual shepherds since 1990. They bring the latest and greatest in pastoral clothing straight to your door. Just go online, fill out a clothing kit guide, and boom, clothes get sent directly to you, and they're ready to be worn in the pulpit. For my listeners, Pastoral Outfitters is offering 25% off to all youth workers so that, and I quote, they can look like real pastors. Look, even with the offensive overtones of their sales pitch, it's still a great deal and you should take advantage of it. Check them out at pastoraloutfitters.com or email them at pastoraloutfitters at aol.com. Don't just look good, look pastoral. So the question that I posed at the beginning of this episode was, youth ministry, is it a calling or a stepping stone? And the answer to that question is yes. (laughs) Some of you are like, what are you talking about? The the answer is yes. Unfortunately, there are a lot of churches that have viewed youth ministry as a stepping stone position. And there's a lot of young ministers who view youth ministry as a stepping stone position. And both kind of view youth ministry as that that way to gain experience, pastoral experience, without being a lead pastor. And it gives you some real world encounters and experience with dealing with discipleship and teaching and and some preaching. And you get to have those experiences without being labeled the head pastor. And we've created in in our culture, in Western church culture, we've created a class, if you will, a class system of ministry positions. And you have children's ministry and you have youth ministry and you have kind of the the worship end of things, uh, musical worship end of things. And then you have the lead or or senior pastor. And, and all of those other positions are subservient to the lead pastor. And now, of course, the lead pastor is called to lead. There's a sense of authority a hierarchy, if you will, that the lead pastor does have more responsibilities, larger role within the church than, say, a youth pastor does or a children's minister does. There is some of that going on. But the thing that we have done is we have made this hierarchy into steps, certain steps that you have to hit in order to get up. Right. And so this hierarchy isn't just an authoritative hierarchy. It is also something to aspire to, something that you should be reaching towards. I, I've been asked a number of times, do, hey, and pretty much every time I preach in service, I get asked, hey, so so when are you going to become a, a senior pastor? When are you going to become a, a, a pastor or a, a lead pastor? When are, when are you going to do that? And I say, look, right now, I'm called to youth ministry. I love what I'm doing. I love the students that I get to work with. I love the leaders I get to work with. I love 
where I'm at. This is where I am called. In the future, maybe I'll be a lead pastor someday. I'm 32 years old. I still feel pretty young and spry, even though my five-year-old and and three-year-old beat up on me uh, pretty regularly and make me feel a lot older than I really am. And so we've created in this, in our, in our, in our church system that youth ministry is a stepping stone to something more. Youth ministry is, is that natural stepping stone to a senior pastor, head pastor position. And while we've done that, we have unfortunately harmed the church. We've harmed the church, we've harmed the ministers, and we've harmed students by this view. And and when you view youth ministry as a stepping stone, there are some real ways that we do a disservice to all of those groups, to the church, to the students, and to the minister themselves. Here's a few of them. The first thing is that the minister's goals aren't right. So if you're in youth ministry, but your ultimate goal, and you know for a fact that you are called to be a lead or or a senior pastor, um, you should probably get out of youth ministry because your goals aren't aligned with the goal that a youth ministry should have. And I'm going to get into some of this minutia, but if the goal for you is to gain experience so that you can be a lead pastor, you are going to be sorely disappointed in youth ministry because our goal should be bringing glory to God through the preaching of his word and the discipling of his sheep. And the sheep that you've been given to disciple are young people, are the youth and their families. And we all have different goals in ministry. We should all have the same goal of glorifying Christ and making him known and seeing students grow in their faith. That should be everyone's goal, right? We all share that goal. But if there's another goal that takes your eyes off of that and places it on a position that you want, I would suggest that you are actually doing a disservice to the students that you are ministering to. You're actually taking the the focus off of where it should be and placing it somewhere else. And those priorities in your own heart are going to show up in your work. But the second thing that is is really a big disservice is you're doing a disservice to students. Students are unfortunately um, harmed when the youth pastor is eyeing a bigger, quote-unquote, loftier goal of being a senior pastor. Because they aren't going to be cared for. The students aren't going to be cared for in a way that they need, right? If if your eyes are focused on on being a senior pastor, are you really going to take the extra time to deal with a a young person's um, little issue? Probably not. Probably not. And one of the things that in youth ministry I've had to learn over the years is that a concern that a sixth grader has might seem little and puny to me. They they might be heartbroken over 
something that happened at school or um, an, an event that has taken place in their life. And I'm sitting here being like, dude, that's, that is nothing to be even sad over. But to them, it's real. To them, the grief is real. And if, you're, if your goal is being a senior pastor, maybe you're not going to do what's needed to care for that student. Now, I'm not saying, and I, I want to preface, or not preface because I'm already in it, but I want to kind of side note this and say, if you're opening the door to being a senior pastor, a lead pastor someday, that doesn't mean you shouldn't be in youth ministry. That's that's not, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying get out of youth ministry if you ever want to be a senior pastor. What I'm saying is we need to check our hearts and our motivations and really figure out, is this where God has called me? Is this where God is calling me? Am I here simply to just get ex- ministry experience? Because there's a lot of other ways that I could do that. There's a lot of other opportunities out there instead of being a youth pastor to get quote unquote ministry experience. But the biggest and maybe even the largest disservice is to the youth minister themselves. To the youth minister who is simply in youth ministry only to gain that experience so that they can send their resume out to another church for a lead position, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. It hurts you. It hurts you to be in a place doing ministry where you are not called. Because when you're in that spot, it gets really easy to feel burned out. It's really easy for the joy to just leave you. That what, you, what you're doing doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a stepping stone. And you lose the passion that it takes and the compassion that it takes to be an effective minister, to love people the way that Jesus loves people. And you end up hurting yourself in the process. Because you think ministry is supposed to be one way, but it turns out it's not. And it turns out youth ministry is actually far different than what being a senior pastor would look like. Or um, it, it, it turns out it, it's, it's different than a lot of other ministries out there. And in, in some ways it's more demanding and in other ways it's not as demanding. And you're gaining experience, but I'm not sure you're actually gaining the right experience. And so you are selling yourself out, doing work that you're not passionate about because you're just trying to gain the experience. And it's probably not equipping you the way that you maybe wish it would. And my concern is for the church that you work at, for the students that you minister to, and for you. Because it is a disservice to you. It hurts you. Because when you're constantly going against the grain, when you, when you feel like everything that you're doing takes a, a huge amount of work, that is draining. That is draining. But when you're called to that place... You find joy even in the hard, difficult times. When you're doing ministry to glorify Christ and to disciple his sheep, 
you find that ministry is a joy. Are there tough days? You bet there are. Are there difficult times? You bet there are. Is there joy? There sure is if you're called to it. There sure is. And there have been more, uh, more days this year, this, this calendar year, that I've had hard, difficult times. Hard days, difficult days. But there's amazing things that God is doing in my ministry. God is showing up in huge, amazing ways. And I am filled with joy because God has called me here. And when you know that God has called you to a place, you find joy. You find what you need to continue on in ministry. And so no matter what ministry you're in, no matter what form it takes, it should be treated as a calling. Whether that be children's ministry, whether that be youth ministry, the the lead pastor position, the the musical worship position, um, a volunteer, you ought to be called to that position. If you aren't called, if you're just gaining the experience, I think you're doing a disservice. And I think as churches, we need to change our understanding. We need to change our thinking on this, that youth ministry should not be just a stepping stone. It should not be this transient place where people who have higher aspirations kind of go for a few years and then jump ship. It should be a place that God is calling people to. It should be a place that that God is drawing people to so that young people and their families can be ministered to effectively. So to go back to the original question, is youth, youth ministry a calling or a stepping stone? The answer, unfortunately, is both. But the answer ought to be a calling. And I would encourage you, I would encourage you, whether you're an elder listening to this, whether you are a youth pe- pastor listening to this, maybe you're a lead pastor listening to this, I hope and I pray that we change our thinking surrounding this issue so that we don't have stepping stone youth pastors in and out of our youth ministries, but rather we have ministers called by God to love and care for and disciple those young people that are in our congregations. May youth ministry be a calling, not simply a stepping stone. Well, now that we've tackled the subject of youth ministry being a calling or a stepping stone, I think it would be a great time to do the listener question of the day. So back in November, in our youth ministry, we did a Stump the Pastor night and I tweeted about it. I said the middle schoolers are about to do their stump the pastor night where they get to ask any question to a couple of pastors that have come in and they will answer the question. 
And we, I got a, a question from Deborah Barker on Twitter saying, love this idea so much. Will you do a podcast episode about how it goes and what went into the planning of it? And um, yes, I will. I'm not going to do a whole episode on it, um, but I'll do a listener question of the day on it because it's really pretty easy. Um, so here's how I did it. Our youth ministry is a little weird. Our middle school and high school uh, meet kind of separately. I, I, you don't need to know all the, the structural details of all of that, but their teaching times are separate. So we had a middle school night to do it and a high school night. I work with two churches that support our youth ministry. So it's two congregations with one youth ministry. So I reached out to those two pastors and then a couple of the area pastors that are like-minded and asked them if they would be interested in participating in this as well. And so each night we had two pastors. Um, one pastor could do both of the Wednesdays and um, there were two other pastors, they could only do one or the other Wednesday night. The week before the students had their stump the pastor, I had them in their small groups write out a list of questions that they would ask. And that way I could type it up and send it through email to the pastors that were gonna be participating. And that's kind of a starter. The, the pastors can kind of lead the conversation and answer a few of those canned questions. They're from the students, but they have them ahead of time. And that gets the conversation going. Well, you also open up the floor to questions and not only different questions that are unrelated, but even questions that tie into what was just said. Well, what about this? What about that? And it turned out to be a huge success. The middle schoolers were really excited for uh, this. It started off kind of like, ah, I don't know about that, but they went on for about, I think it was an hour and a half of asking questions. This is middle school, sixth, seventh, eighth graders, just rattling off questions and, and having this conversation back and forth with two pastors. And it, from all accounts, it was really awesome. Our high schoolers did it the following week and that was really great too. Uh, did the same thing, sent the pastors questions that the students had prepared the week before and just kind of kept it rolling. And we went on for about an hour and a half as well. And the, the pastors were great at, at going back and forth and, and being able to interact with, with the students' questions. And it was a really great, meaningful time. Um, and one of the things that I do in youth ministry is at the end of a semester, so, you know, we just finished the, the fall semester in the middle of winter, kind of Christmas time is that time for me, where I try to get as much information from students as to how things are going. Um, what do they like about the ministry? What do they, what do, would they want changed or what do they want to be different? We ask those questions in small group. And one of the things that came up in small group was they want more of those panel-like discussions. They really like that idea of having an open forum where they can ask questions and, and there's someone who can respond to those questions. And I think this is an insight into where students are at right now. Students have a lot of questions that unfortunately the church hasn't addressed. They have questions that are cultural that the church either isn't willing to address 
or just views it as, okay, this is settled, the case is done, but they haven't gone back to really wrestle over some of these issues, and students love to be heard. They need to be heard. And so uh, Stump the Pastor was born, and we did it, and um, yeah, if you have, if, if you want to do it, uh, thank you, Deborah Barker, for the, the question. If anyone would like to do this, take it, um, use it. Um, if you have any questions, hit me up on Twitter at FailingYouthPTR, and I'm more than happy to DM you and we can chat and talk about it. But it was a great event. It, it was something that is really um, beneficial, something we're going to do again. And um, I hope that... For some of you, it could be something that you could do and implement in your ministry, and hopefully your students would enjoy it as well. So with that, that is the listener question of the day. Hey, look, you made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you have any feedback, you can hit me up on Twitter at FailingYouthPTR or on Instagram at FailingYouthPTR or send me an email, FailingYouthPastor at gmail.com. We will catch you on the next episode of the Failing Youth Pastor podcast.